We're live here on set. Let's welcome back in the boys, Ron Duffersy, Brad Gray. Join me here at Royal Randwick for our full preview. Duff, as I say, good morning to you again. Uh, we've touched on it already this morning, the depth of this meeting, the quality um, outside of the two Group 1s, the return of Think About It, um, one of the real star sprinters in Australia. He's a real highlight on the card, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he certainly is. And um, interesting to see how he parades. He's a, he's a highly active horse. He, yes. He, he gets so excited in the yard, but he doesn't raise a sweat. Yeah, that's he's right. He's a funny horse, uh, but that's just him. So I'm just interested to see if there's any changes with him today. But, uh, yeah, look, it's a great meeting. It is. I can report, having called his trial, that he was very bouncy behind the barriers. Like he was that's not just him. Yeah. yeah, that's just him. He was. Yeah. Um, he was on the toe. He was excited to get in there. He He's just he, a ball of energy. Uh, speaking of which, uh, the man to your left, uh, mm. Brad Gray, mm. uh, just bouncing out of the his skin today, aren't you, Brad? Good morning to you. Yep. Well, there's something wrong, if you know, <laughs> today, isn't it? So if, if if we can't get you up and about, and you're a punter, uh, yeah, you, you probably need something checked out. But good morning to you guys. Good morning to. All the listeners out there now, Epsom Day, uh, it is thought to be big fields, capacity fields, yes. open races. The Epsom is $7.50 the field at the moment. Uh, so many different opinions. But outside of that, we currently have eight races where there's a $2.80 favourite or shorter. So Whoa, What you, could go wrong? That's right. You do get the impression <laughs> it's either going to go one way or the other, isn't it? They're all going to lob. The punters cheer. Happy days. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you might be chasing your tail a little bit. But hopefully it's a repeat of 2015. He's done his work. He's done his homework, this oh, bloke. He's got all the stats in the world. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, we're, you know, I always enjoy being on set with you guys, with the camera, etc. But the, you know the only strip about being on set and on camera today is? I can't enjoy the bacon and egg roll while you are uh, doing yeah. the tips. And I'm, if I'm in the studio, I go off oh. camera and I can enjoy the bacon and egg roll and get the feed in. Um, I'm sitting here... Pe- Wasting away, Brad. A bit, I know, yolk, a bit of yolk down the front oh, of the don't, shirt. Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> uh, That's my, happened before. Provided by Jack's Cafe and my cousin Thomas this morning. Good of him to go and help the workers out, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and, and fuel us up for a big day on the punt, boys. Well, give him a full-time job. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You, you don't really want him on the bandwagon here. <laughs> Let's get into this preview. We've got Andrew Hurley with us as well, who's got all of these prizes. Hurls, good morning to you, mate. How's the betting activity been on this meeting? Yeah, morning, Luke, and Duff, and uh, Brad, and all the listeners. The activity has been fantastic, as you'd expect for a, a meeting of this calibre. It's one of the great weekends of the year, isn't it? The footy finals and Epsom, uh, Epsom Day. I tell you what, um, I think Brad Gray might be uh, pretty, uh, pretty happy with himself about a certain selection he's got in the first. That's Whiskey Wisdom. It is now into seven dollars after opening up at twenty-one. On Wednesday afternoon, they just continue to chip away at it. In the first, Patrika Miss comes out four by four, four by five, Oakfield Red Gum, three wise men is the other deduction there. Oh, it's the other scratching rubber, zero deduction. Dr. Evil up the top is a $26 chance, $10 Extreme Freedom, Go Tropo, $12, 9 to 9.50, Phillipsburg. State of America, favourite, 340, 350, now 2.90 supported this morning. $10 Celestial Fury. Our Marianne, bit of $1,000 at $10 uh, taken not too long ago. It's at that $10 quote. $7 for Loving Chiller. Seven fifty now seven dollars this morning. Whiskey Wisdom twenty three to twenty six to Sandy Verbeck fifty one and thirty one single crown. Two easily most popular runners here: A State of America and Whiskey Wisdom. And as I said, uh, Duff, I don't know if you were keen on it as well. I certainly know Brad was bouncing around the hallways on Wednesday afternoon talking about it. <laughs> 
No, well, he was pro- he's proven correct so far with uh, the overs. Don't forget to take the deductions off him. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you have you behaved and made sure you've had made something? A, I guess a gentleman no. never tells, does he, Brad? No, a gentleman always tells in this game. Absolutely, I have. So I've only Good got boy. half the battle. Good over, boy. Haven't we? So yeah. the rest is up to the racing guys. But we're in the right spot to hopefully get a collect in the first. But speed-wise, a few scratchings here as far as tempo in the race. Oakfield Red Gum coming out uh, takes away a bit of pressure. The same can be said for... Patrika missed there from the inside, but Extreme Freedom's got some tactical speed, Celestial Fury punches up, and Verbeek is versatile, but drawn out there, I imagine they take a trail from Extreme Freedom uh, and bounce out and put themselves on top of the speed duff. Yeah, uh, tricky. You know, sometimes you like to just work with highway form is highway form, midway form is midway form. I'm not so sure that's the case with this race. Um, I could be wrong. I'm just That Satness lead-up has just got me thinking, so I... I think State of America, which is well evident in the price here, uh, short enough at 290. But I, I think we'd all have to agree if we watch that race at Canterbury, he wins 10 out of 10 times the next time you run it. He just uh, had nowhere to go. He gives the impression he's a big, strong horse who will love this Ramwick straight. And although short enough, I got him on top to beat Celestial Fury. Up in class, but an honest horse who maps so, so well. Well, our Marianne's pretty well tied to the hip with State of, State of America, even though he's a length and a half off the speed there. Well, she's a, a length and a half off the speed, I'd suggest. And loving Chilla, Silla is, um, she's very fit now. Um, she was well tried on early on Wednesday, which is usually a good sign. I know she's an older mare, but I think uh, Greg's got her going quite nicely. Uh, no knock on Brad's tip because he made a very strong case for him, which you'll hear in a moment. Five, seven, nine, and ten. Yeah, 11, 5, 4 and 10. I'm going to go know my fate Epsom Day nice and early, fellas. Yeah. Midway, 1,800 metres. Oh, Here we go. All what a time to be alive, That's eh? right. The thrill seekers. <laughs> but uh, Whiskey Wisdom. Yeah, the case for her is she's still a lightly raced mare. Uh, I like the depth of her form lines this time back. Uh, I think she's ready to win now. Third up, 1,800 metres. The Quinella through that Kembla Grange class one last time out, came out and ran the Quinella there at Rose Hill on Wednesday. You go to her first campaign. At her, at her fourth ever start, straight out of Maiden Company, she ran in a midway, and it was a really deep midway. Uh, she was hitting the line there alongside Miracle Spin and actually beat home State of America on that occasion. So everything ties in quite neatly. Five State of America, that's no knock on him. He's clearly come back a better horse this time in. Should have won there last time out. Uh, should be chasing three on the bounce. He's flying. Four, Phillipsburg, he's due a change of fortune. He'd love some sting out of the ground, but he did race well on a good track last start in Midway Company through that Satinus race, and he should have been fighting out the finish. Uh, that gives him a nice platform back out to 1,800 metres. And loving Chiller also comes through that proven Midway form. Uh, she, too, looks well-placed out to 1,800 metres. Only has to hold her form to be in the finish again. 11, 5, 4, and 10. Give her strength. Good luck, buddy. Uh, let's uh, get Darren Flindell's selections up for our viewers on Sky Racing, um, if we can. Otherwise, I will... Yep, there we go. Uh, thank you to the team in the studio there. Nine, our Marianne on top. Five, eleven, and four. I say for the viewers, but for me as well, because I didn't have them up on the computer. So uh, thank you very much to our team there. And by the way, I'm still waiting. Where's the promo? Osbred Flirt two weeks ago at 20 to 1, tipped by both of you, Duff and, and Brad. Um, I haven't seen the promo yet, Duff. It's got to be in the works. No, well... Something? Well, anything? But they've been busy. <laughs> they've been busy. I'm sure it's coming, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so is Christmas. Uh, question. Race number two, the gym crack for two-year-olds, and uh, always exciting, this hurls. Um, has the gym crack been a little bit quieter than the breeders at this stage? Uh, that's a really good question, actually. I can tell you the answer to that. Oh, yes, yes, to answer your question. That's um, mm. yeah, 
Good question, and there's your answer. Uh, Arts Alive and Shout About It come out, uh, but zero deductions. Live us with a linear up at top. It's a $10 chance. In for 15 on Wednesday, Celestial Blings, $9. $10, Erno's Cube went up 15 for it. Invincible Madison at 480. Favourite Lady of Camelot. It's been popular a week, but just getting out now, 232.80 since Wednesday. 440 Lady to Saw. Manal, 23. 26 repos to Toka is a $34 chance and Umabet $71. Pretty much as the market uh, suggests, is pretty much the way they've been playing it throughout. Speed, you'd expect them to just run on adrenaline here, wouldn't you? Uh, Gay Warhouse, Adrian Bot, Train Gallopers, Spear Ford, Lady of Camelot uh, looks the most naturally brilliant. Uh, gets the chance to cross the two inside there, being Celestial, Bling and Alenia. Uh, Lady to Salt will come across and keep Lady of Camelot company on top of the speed outside of that. Maybe Erno's Q. I'm not sure what they do with her from that wide draw, Duff. Yes, it's an interesting race. I, I just loved... I know she didn't run the fastest time of the day, Invincible Madison. I just love what she did, relaxing with her sit and just really surging that last little bit. So I'll gamble on her, and you'll find that the Snowden's horses always have something left in the tank after the first trial, so hopefully improvement there. She might need it to beat Lady of Camelot, who was excellent um, doing uh, what she did in a professional manner, winning her heat, and uh, obviously she's got the pedigree with her half-sister winning this race last year. Lady to sort did run the time, but has work to do to cross from that draw. And I like her nose cube. Um, I thought I thought he had a length or two, or she had a length or two up the sleeve. She flew out of the barriers. Just the Johnny Allen took hold of her, and she went to the line with a like I say with a length or two up the sleeve. So five, six, seven, and four. Yeah, I made a spot there for Erno's cube as well at double figure odds. Also in that fourth position. But Lady of Camelot on top. Look, the pick of the fillies from those Kenzo trials. She looked a natural. She burned across. She was sharp enough on the clock. And as Duff mentioned, a nice pedigree to boot, being half sister to Platinum Jubilee, the winner of this race last year, and also a half the queen of the ball. So a couple of sharp types. Five, Invincible Madison. 100% agree. If there's a danger to the favourite, it looks to be her because there looks to be enough pressure on paper. She must to just get that drop on them late and she showed her a lovely little turn of foot there to put her rivals away in her trial win. At seven, Lady to sort. Uh, looks one of the obvious threats to the stalemate. Lady of Camelot, she'll bounce out. She was sharper on the clock, uh, but she was made to work that little bit more. Uh, that said, uh, she can only run well here on debut and Erno's cube. We made the case why he or she might be a, a touch of overs there. Just a bit of a sticky gate to overcome, but looked to have it to offer in her trial. So six, five, seven, and 4, but all important market confidence uh, in the yard. Oh, definitely yard. Very important to see how these two-year-olds handle the occasion so early in their careers. Darren Flindell race two, seven, six, five, eight. He's with Lady Tassort with his selections there. We move to the Colts now and the Breeders' Plate. And uh, looking at the market, Scampy hurls. He's even money. Um, talk us through the market here. Yeah, well, he's been pretty short since the market went up. Uh, 2 dollars to $2 now. The scratchings, the bodyguard, 2 by one two cents to win, counter-offensive. And Moraes, uh, 3 by 3 Leaves us with... Capitol Hill, 151, now 101.21. In from 51, Counterpart, 19, Espionage, Fearless, 18, 101 for Force Red. Finest, 9.50. We've bet as much as $15 for it. Uh, 26 to 19, crossed since the market opened. $2 favourite is Scampy. Straight charge, 5.50, 126 are too soon, and Volatile. Uh, went up as short as 3.60, 480 this morning, now back to 4.60. But Scampy has been the most popular runner. Uh, right throughout the week. They were keen to get on early. 
Yeah, Scampy holds a position here, uh, looks a natural type himself, straight charge. I imagine it'll be pretty much handlebars down trying to cross Scampy. Whether he can, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the first couple of hundred metres there, and then a few others just happy to take a trail in behind uh, Prost and Highness here. Duff. Some good colts here, I think. Uh, some good colts. I, I think he is... I might be proven wrong, but I think he's way under the odds, Scampy, but I like him. You know, I could mark him a lot longer here. Um, he just had that uh, that sexy look about him. Everyone loved it. That's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He just was just a natural. I'm the I man. thought you were talking about me for a second. He <laughs> <laughs> was just the man. He'd come out. Oh, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Look at me. I got my ears pricked. Oh, yeah. Uh, sometimes I can go pop when you let them go, you know, and not go anywhere. But to the eye, you had to like him. Yeah. So. Let's just see what he performs does today. They had a lot. They've got a lot of two-year-olds to work with, and this is the only one they produced the cult, only cult they produced at the trial. So they know that he's an up-and-running type. The Ma Eustace camp. Look, I'll go with him. I think he's ridiculous on straight charge, uh, considering what he did in the trial, uh, running by, by far the fast time, mm-hmm. and love the way he surged when he was um, when he was eyeball late, and they they spoke him up prior to the trial as their best horse so and they've got a lot of trial winners on the day um just the first 200 meters is vital for him i think if he finds the fence he's going to be very hard to run down volatile well we heard peter he thinks he's a good cult mcdonald thinks he's a good cult and i've had something at the 50 well he's not 50s anymore counterpart i, I thought he was a a very good trial behind volatile with no room to move and he could mm. he just could drop out here and charge home if the track's playing that way, that for the back markers is okay. He's he's a good little place bet. 11, 12, 14 and 4. Purely on price, I've gone the way of straight charge here. 12, 11, 14 and 6. Now, they were the complete opposite in their trials, weren't they? So everything was left to the imagination regarding Scampy and nothing was left to the imagination as far as straight charge. He was given a dig. Uh, he didn't really get the chance to settle, but I love the way he just kept running through the line and that was backed up on the clock. Scampy, he's been well found. $2.30 was bet there first market. Uh, he got into a short, I think it's dollar eighty at some point, didn't he? Now he's, he's an even money chance. So we can just see what that market does from here on out. 14, Volatile, Shades of Empire of Japan, uh, the winner of this race last year. Very similar trial, same colours there, China Horse Club, same jockey, same trainer, and he'll be strong, late, and fearless. Similar case for him. Uh, the Snowdens are, are clearly well represented here, and I think he runs a race at $18. 12, 11, 14, and 6. Darren Flindell, 12, 11, 14, 8, with his numbers similar to Brad there for Darren. He is with straight charge on top. Have you guys seen the the post about Scampy? You seen it on an Instagram, Duff? Oh. Look at this. They've got a. I only see it on the menu when I go to the seafood. There's right? Kieran Maher for our listeners to describe oh. it. He's he's got the seafood, Brad. Look, he's yeah. behind the seafood. Uh, they've photocropped his face onto the oh, onto some bloke. Jason, <laughs> Jason Collett's the yeah. one that gets I'll stitched show you, up. I'll show you Jason Duff. There he is. In the, oh. <laughs> he's in the scampy costume, ladies and gentlemen. To describe it for you, there's Jace. He's sitting on a on an armchair. He's got the oh. the arm up and he's dead set dressed. As a scampy. Um, they're a type of prawn, are they not? Uh, or some sort of crustacean? You should know. You'd know. They're outstanding. They, they, <laughs> they bring them over from Western Australia there, and they don't care if they're frozen. And then they put them on the grill there, and, well, geez, they're nice. I thought you'd be a nice. They're not cheap. Oh, the scampy, yeah. You need a sponsor, but if, you, if you've got a sponsor, you just order a dozen scampy. Yeah. Sweet. S- Brad, uh, scampy, yeah. ever tried it? I haven't, like had, it? I haven't had scampy before. Are you, no, are you serious? Oh, they're really? little lobster, really. They're succulent. They're succulent. Okay. Well, yeah. next time you go, Duff. Duff will shout you, Brad. He'll take you down in by You had langoustine. No. no. That's similar. Yeah. Tell you what, if Whiskey Wisdom wins today, you're sweet. We'll get you can get the scampy, yeah. mate. Deal. Done. <laughs>
Let's move to race four, boys. And uh, this is the Randwick pre preview with Luke Marlowe, Ron Duffersey, Brad Gray and Andrew Hurley, who's got the market for us on the fourth. Yeah, and the scratchings here, political debate, five by six, mystery shot, two by one, bazooka, zero, and arts, a two cents the win. Thomas's cap, number one, is a $19 chance. 26, Andalus, lure me in, 61. 17, stroke of luck. Renaissance woman, went up $12 Wednesday, eight fifty now $9. $4, unspoken, very solid. $10 for Valor. Uh, Gluenthorn is a $34 chance. 71 kiss the bride. Mars a bit 151. Our favourite is Altivo 350 Wednesday 290 now 260. Kabosh 34 34 from Myers. Bellatrix Black 34 and highlights down the bottom. $18 when the market was first put up. It's now a $13 chance. It's yeah. It's not the busiest race on the card. Altivo is the best backed again sort of market order in front of unspoken. Big enough field here, but there doesn't look to be a lot of pressure on paper. A lot of horses resuming and a lot of 2,000 metre types. So for Valor, may take control from the outset here and be hard to chase down. Thereafter, Kiss the Bride can spear forward if they like. Highlights can settle closer, and you'd like to think that Unspoken can punch up and hold a prominent position from that inside draw there, Doc. I think he will. I think there's four, four chances, four good chances, actually. So um, I'd love to get a push to say that she's ready Renaissance woman. Always liked her. She she's just promised to be something. Um, obviously, she showed that staying promise in a um, that second prep there, and they had to push on to the, you know whatever the, the, those oaks and whatever. But I just feel the way she trialed and accelerated over the top of them late the other day. I think a mile first up, she's here to do something. I think unspoken, very hard to beat. Um, Scratch last week for this, but. Uh, as we keep saying, he did have improvement in the yard from that first up win. Peter's happy with him. Altivo, um, the flashing light. And no one missed his uh, run the other day. Um, short enough now. I would have thought short enough with the competitive field because the other one is obviously the leader, Valor, who on the back up at home at a mile. He's going to take an awful amount of running down. So I think they're the four. Uh, 7, 8, 13 and 9. Yeah, they are the four, I think. Uh, for Valor, the more I look at that $10 in the shape of this race, yeah. it keeps jumping off the page, doesn't it? But I've got him fourth pick as well. I've got Altivo on top. He has been very well found, $2.60, so plenty of market confidence to suggest that he can atone for last start where he was luckless. Uh, thankfully for us, he was luckless, but I'm, I'm sure he would have... Uh, giving our tip uh, a run for the money there, but a lightly raced Galloper. His record speaks for itself. Uh, he's a dead set winner, and I think 1600 metres is a perfect scenario for him now. Uh, Zach Lloyd does the steering. If you can find a three wide running line, uh, that'd be perfect. So Osbred Floyd was the horse that uh, ran tenth to behind last time out, but just never had the the handbrake off there the entire straight. Eight unspoken, clearly returned well as Import Solfen do in their second preparation. Uh, 1600 metres now beat Grassler Styler there first up. You think he can only improve off that? Seven Renaissance Woman. I can see the case there. A nice trial ahead of her return and she looked to be sharp enough to cope with 1600 metres first up, particularly on a dry track. I think that suits and 9 for Valor. Nice setup on the quick turnaround third up and his 1600 metre record uh, is exceptional. Five cracks at it for four wins and a second. 13, 8, 7 and 9. 9, 7, 13 and 14 <clears throat> for Darren Flindell with his selections. He's got the 9 on top which is 4 Valor. I'm just chatting during the break, Duff, about this uh, this two-year-old Invincible Madison and her purchase history. Um, tell us the story about the purchasing. It's Tammy M. Rigney Racing who are 
yeah, the owners. I remember the, everyone loves the Magic Million sale and yep. getting there and writing down the results, and then we see a you know a filly go through for 1.2 million and Tammy Rigney racing. Well, there's there's always a new name in racing, so apparently it's um, they were out here the family for an equestrian thing and they decided to go to the sales. I don't okay. know if they've, they don't think they've bought any horses in Australia before and I don't know if they've got it overseas. I think it's more equestrian. They're obviously into horses. Mm. And um, all of a sudden there's one knocked down they decide to buy a horse. And, they, and they've bought a beautifully bred filly and she looks very, very good. So because she went here today, she's worth a fortune. Um, and there's a whisper around they might be flying in. So hopefully they are and uh, they'll have a good day. From the States, fantastic. And I believe their business is, is something to do with alcohol. Uh, Fire, fireball is or it? someone's... Okay. I don't know what it is, if it's a, a shot or a whiskey or a... But apparently it's very big in America. Hey, if you, can, you can educate me on Scampi. I can educate yeah. you on the fireballs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. okay, all right, yeah. They go all right, the fireballs. Yes. Stuff. I can give you the a, bit of a, a bit of a throat tickler. Oh, oh, yeah. Maybe a bit early now, the, 8 a.m. Chardonnay's enough for me. Uh, give Flindell one before the first. <laughs> That'll liven him up. <laughs> Race five is the Dulcify, and uh, Andrew Hurley is back with us for the market. Boy, oh, boy, Hurls. Odds on now for the big Tomcat. What? Uh, no, still 210. Um, however... Oh, yes, he's popped back out. He's yeah, he's, back he's out. 210, yeah. odds on? 10 houses, 7 by 7. Two cents for win, Ashball. Lindbergh comes out. Coda de Casa and Miss Gent. Uh, zero deduction. Alright, so we've got Tom Kitten. 2.30 this morning. Yeah, it's got to 190. It's back to 2.10. 26 to 23 Kintyre. Cafe Millennium chipped away at it. It's $6.50. 17 Gambari. Pushy, $6.61. 61. Noisy Boy. Rav, uh, Ravelo is a $14 chance. Extreme Spirit, 18. Uh, 19, Ajita, in from 26. Raff Attack, 10 to $9. Cape Ferret, 26. 201, Long Jeans, Port Lockroy, 34. And Cicada is 100 to 1. Been very popular all week, uh, has Tom Kitten. I know odds on sounds a little bit rude, and it will probably won't get to odds on or SP at that, but uh, very popular and in multis as well, as you'd imagine. Can I just check that price on Extreme Spirit? Uh, you can. $81. Price check. Price check. Yeah, $81 okay. I thought, there, I thought you said. Yeah, I thought you said 19 I thought, well, there's a go. But, uh, uh, no, yep, no, no. Good. Yep. Tom Kitten, he should get his chance. A lovely map, unlike last time out, where he covered a stack of ground in the run. So he should get his chance. Speed looks pretty good, courtesy of Raff Attack Gumbare. What do they do with Noisy Boy? I think they rode to the track pattern to some extent there on the Kenzo last time out, but he was dynamite in that position. So I imagine they do push the button and, and try and find a little bit of cover. What do you do to, thereafter? I think Port Lockroy can hold a spot. And as I say, I think Tom Kitten... Uh, can be a lot more prominent than we saw there last time. Tanhouse are coming out. Uh, vet certificates. Hopefully everything's okay no, with Tanhouse. No. We're going to run well today. $2.10. When does he become a Tom Cat? Has he got to be four well, to be... He's still a kitten. Is no, well, a three-year-old, what's new Pussycat? $2.10. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tom Tiger. He loves today. <laughs> yeah. nah, look, I, I agree. Um, Nash will be a little aggressive with him today and be closer than midfield. You'd like to think so from that I draw? I think so, yep. yeah. Uh, look, he's hard enough to beat. He's well-weighted. Um, he fits in nicely. Um, at set weights here, he's got performance on the board. Nothing wrong with his two runs back from a spell in the up-and-coming Ming Dynasty. Looks the form. Just that there's some nice horses here. Um, whether they're as well-placed as him, I doubt. And that's probably that's reflected in the price. So he's on top. I'm sort of thinking 250 Minimum, but we'll just see what happens. 
Uh, I'm a fan of Ravello. I love the way he surged when challenged at Kembler. I know it's only a class one, but he might be more your derby type. I see he was 50 to 1 in the derby in, in Melbourne. I, it's worth a spec for a free hit there. Um, Raff Attack got racing style. And I think the mile will suit him better. It was 15.50 back to 14 the other day and just didn't execute it right, I don't think. And best of the rest is pushy. So how can you knock a winner? And he's won three straight. There was four winners out of the Kembla win, three winners out of the Newcastle win, and then he puts a gap in them. So And he does have nice little racing style in his own right, but needs luck getting across. 1, 8, 11 and 6. Yeah, I'm with him as well. 1, 4, 11 and 5. 1, Tom Kitten. I think his dominance in the market has a bit to do with the fact that he is a genuine miler as well. Yeah, a lot yeah, of his yeah. dangers here are probably more gloaming stakes spring, spring champion, whereas True. he's probably a 1,600 metre or stretching to 2,000 metres. So he's just got that little bit of sharpness about him. And the, when, the more you watch that replay in the Ming Dynasty, the more you think, well, how are they going to turn the tables on him? So no excuses today. He's come back really well and particularly well placed set weights. Uh, Cafe Millennium, if he gets the first half of the race right, uh, he's going to be in the finish, but that's a big if, isn't it? Because he's still learning his craft. I do like 1,600 metres, Randwick Blinkers first time. 11, Raff Attack, he was exceptional there in the Ming Dynasty last start. In the context of being five weeks between runs, absorb pressure, 1,550 back to 1,400 metres, he is a sharp improver. And five, Gambari, the stablemate to Raff Attack. Uh, won there at Hawkesbury last time out. That's the confidence booster that he needed going towards a race like this, and he'll be sticking off the finish himself. One, four, eleven, and 5. Let's see what Darren's come up with, <clears throat> with his selections, and uh, we'll put them up on screen. Tom Kitten for Darren, one, six, fifteen, and 2. Do you know the only thing I, <coughs> excuse me again, uh, thought about with Tom Kitten that the only reservation I had, aside from the short price, but just was, was it a bit of a hard run for him the other day? Because it was a brutal race, and he was wide working a lot, Duff. That was the only thing I worried about. Just him backing it up, um, and hopefully that hasn't taken too much out of him. Yeah, you can look at it the other way as well, and maybe it toughens him up. He's a big, mm. strong horse. Well, he seems to have a good constitution. He does. He's a big unit, yeah, isn't he? I, yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't think there's too many issues there. Mm. Brad, any take on that? No, I don't think so. I think it's okay. If it was first up, maybe a little bit of an issue, but he already yeah. had a pretty good base for that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Um, and, and how big is he, Duff? Is he quite he's a, a, a? He's a big, 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 strong, you know, regal horse. Who, yeah who um, has really come on since his two-year-old days, put it that way. And what about Cafe Millennium? He's a big boy well, too, Well, he's he? a talented horse, but you just can't do it with the racing style like that. And he, he Too much has got to go right. He doesn't pop out of the gates he's either. Just, he he no. flops out, Brad. Flops out, two lengths last. It'll be interesting. It's a hard with, watch, isn't it? It'll be interesting with the blinkers and the nose roll off today with him, but let's just... We know he's good enough. Uh, the good moment for him today, the big Ramwick stretches of the mile. Um, yeah, he, he adds interest for sure. Can Shin make a difference at the start? Well, he makes a, makes a difference on a lot of horses. Does he? What? He's riding well. He's a, well. He's a great rider. Had a, had a spill last night, guys. Yeah, he fell off, but he he's, he was fine. He walked yeah, back uh, he at Mooney Valley. I think he might have got suspended there as well. So okay. he's out after today, I'd suggest. Uh, that's a, a very interesting race. That uh, that fifth race, the Dulcify, listed over sixteen hundred metres. <clears throat> a lot of them will head on to the gloaming and Spring Champion, no doubt. Flight stakes first of the Group Ones. Um, and she's done nothing wrong, Hurls. Tis invincible. Uh, she's swept the Princess Series to date. What price is she? Yeah, just an absolute professional, isn't she? Uh, she's two forty. Opened up at three dollars on Wednesday afternoon. Autumn Angel, the only scratching two by one. Tis invincible. Two thirty, two forty this morning. Come on, she's been a bit soft. 
four forty out of six dollars since the market opened. Tropical Squall, ditto, six out for seven fifty. Miss Jolene eighty one. French Endeavour fifteen. Thirty four summer loving. Molly Nickers, uh, eleven dollars Wednesday, seven dollars into six fifty this morning. Captain Amelia eighty one, private legacy forty one. Two to La Vida went up fifteen on Wednesday, nine fifty to ten now. Unique ambition eleven to nine and hasty honey is one twenty six. Now, despite the fact that we've got a favourite uh, which is, you know, short enough at two fifty, it's actually a really competitive betting race. And I can tell you there's been very good money, Molly Nickers and also two to La Vita and Summer Loving at a price, written a couple of bets on it as well. The interest here lies in what do they do with Tiz Invincible from the gate? Surely they have to press forward. I think there is a spot outside the lead up for grabs. A few of these would be happy to take a little bit of cover. But Tropical Squall uh, runs it as she likes. Tiz Invincible, I think, comes across. Komochi holds a position. Miss Jolene uh, can be prominent, but I think they'd like a little bit of cover with her. Uh, and Tudela Vita from that inside gate today, as opposed to the outside gate, uh, she can settle significantly closer in the run, Duff. Uh, I, I like different form here. Uh, these fillies, although Tiz and Vincel's beat them three times, I just don't know whether there's, there's dominance in our, our fillies' ranks. They're too close together, a lot of them. I, I, I love different form with Molly Nickers here. Um, I think she's done a few really good things uh, throughout her career. She's lightly raced. Um, whether this is all too soon for her, I would have liked to hear a little more stable confidence this morning, but, oh, look, I think she's here to run well, and I think she's hard to beat. Um, I can't believe the difference between Komochi and Tiz Invincible in, in the market. I, I think Komochi sat wide no cover the other day and was excellent. She's been excellent all the way through. You wouldn't begrudge her a good chance here. Uh, 10, Tudela Vita is the one I'm wary of. I think she has been... Everything's pointed towards this race and maybe the next one. Uh, Magic Man on board. Good draw. I think she fits in really well. I just can't get this favourite this short I just have to oppose her, she's in fourth pick the last position, she's got no other option but to go outside the lead the last position she wants to be at a mile is dragging the field up mm. to Tropical Squall mm. and that's going to be a hard task in itself and having something left at the finish at a mile um, but she's a winner 7-2-10-1 if she wins today she is absolutely no, she's the dominant. real deal she's dominant, she? yeah, yeah. Yep, she's the dominant filly to this point. Uh, she has to tick another box today. Two to La Vida for me. Uh, if she can't win this, then she gets a oh, perfect setup, doesn't she? Like Everything has just fallen into place at the perfect time. 1,600 metres. She's always given the impression that she had the makings of a flight stakes filly. Draws a gate, finds Gio Marira, uh, can punch up and hold a position just in behind the speed. And from there, every possible chance. $10, that'll do me. Tis invincible. You're going to know your fate early. If she doesn't have to work too hard to get across, yeah. Uh, well, she has won, what, the Rosebud, the Furies and the T-Rose. What more can she do? albeit uh, it was run to suit on each occasion. A sprint home suited her brilliance. French Endeavour, similar case to Tudela Vida, uh, drew out there last start in the T-Rose and was making late ground. She looks well placed out at 1,600 metres and drawn kinder today. And Kamachi goes tied to the hip there with Tiz Invincible, just trying, finding a little bit harder, just find that length or half a length to turn the tables. When markets first went up for this race, guys, mm-hmm. $51 I backed Captain Amelia, and I thought, I'm an absolute genius here. <laughs> <laughs> We're You're in allowed the ra- to make a mistake. <laughs> We're in the race... And I've taken unders, $101.
Outstanding play. What a game. How good's that be, be great? I uh, love it, mate. I'd uh, rather so hear all your good stories. Yeah. <laughs> it's not over yet. No, it's not over yet. Yeah. No, 10, 1, 5 and 2. Do you go again or just cop the... We just cop it. <laughs> yeah, you just cop it, I yeah. think. Uh, Darren, what's he doing? Let's see. Uh, with his selections in this Group 1 flight stakes uh, for the three-year-old fillies. Unique ambition, number 12 on top for Darren to beat 2, 1 and 9. Uh, gets J-Mac, blinkers. Can, can it roll forward, Duff? Uh, anything's I possible. I don't I think so. Yeah. You think eases? I think eases. Yeah. I wouldn't be completely surprised, but given her profile, I think they may be looking at 2,000 metres and potentially okay. in Oaks. Yeah. So with You're that right. in mind... They're not going to gut her today. No. They'll drop back and win if you can, That's sh- right. swooping at them, I, I would suggest. Well, how fast will they go then? Because, I mean... I think she'll run a long tropical squall today. Do you think they'll typical, just try and... Typical of the stable, just go, you, go fast enough to be a length and a half in front okay. and they will quicken before the turn and try and get the back markers off the bit that's, that's what they, they're, they're masters at it you're right you, you read it the same way Brad yep, you think I do I do yep tropical squall catch me if you can she gets a chance Hieronymus is pretty good at doing that too um, holding that that length margin in front and just bluffing them out of the lead and well, I mean he yeah. works with the stable he knows what yeah. the instructions are and if it doesn't work that it doesn't come back and haunt him because he just he rides her to how they're taught to race I've, all week I've been fogging myself up on Tis Invincible. My starting position when I first looked at the race was, no way I'm interested here um, from that draw. But then I just kept looking at the late... She seemed to have a little bit more left in the tank yep. on the line in, in that last win at 1,400 metres. she's had sweet runs. She's had sweet that's, the, that's the other point, right? I mean, she, she's more than likely... It's highly likely she has to do it without cover today for the first time in a couple of runs. She's been covered up behind, had the cover and pounce, but today she might have to cut the breeze, Duff. I think so, mm. unless, um, well, maybe she pops, because if she does go out a hard tropical swarm, maybe she pops in the slipstream. behind. If she finds the back, it'll be better, because that gives something a chance to give her a little bit of cover, and when she does sprint, she can come out. But if she has to, if something kicks up on the inside, and she has to sit outside the lead, she'll want to be an almighty filly to win, I think. I agree. Um, but you know what will happen. I mean, we're overcomplicating. We are. The, yeah, the, we're the, overreading the race. The moral is that Captain Amelia is going to win because he's, yeah. <laughs> when you tell unders, Brad, they always salute. The unders God. <laughs> he's very kind, isn't he? Oh, yes. He's a lot more forgiving than the overs God. Um, they're, they're far and far between, those two. Um, we get to the premiere, guys. And what a premiere it is. Hurls lost and running at $17, trying to recapture some form. Yeah, you wouldn't think it's totally out of it either, would you? Uh, this morning, we've got Remark coming out three by two. Other top lost and running, yeah, but it's been very easy. $11 out of 17 210 now $2, but think about it. Went up 230 on Wednesday. $13, Marzu, Athletic, 61 or Thilric. Hawaii, 5 $9, easy from $6. 101 a Cotier. We've got alcohol-free, eight fifty in from $11. Bella Nupatina, $8 to five fifty. And Zapateo, $6, has not budged. Now, despite the fact there's been a couple of inward moves and Zapatea's very solid, I can tell you, investment-wise, think about it, the most popular runner on the card this afternoon. Doesn't look to be a fast run 1,200 metres, this. So Athelric comes across. What do you do thereafter? Hawaii 5-0 can hold some kind of position, I imagine. Alcohol-free, potentially. Lost and running, Barry 1. Marzu closer. Uh, Kote, maybe he has to spear forward now, Duff. I don't yeah. know. So a few things up in the air here. It could be a, a tactical little race. Uh, well, it's not going to be 
easy for these horses out wide. So I think these horses not, are, are not going to give away their inside draws mm. uh, today. I think inside draws are gold here. Um, I am finally a believer. <laughs> it's taken me a while to <laughs> think about it. Um, it's, hard, it's hard not to be. It's now, hard isn't it? not. I mean. Yeah, look, look at that record. His oh. trials are superb. Um, yeah, he's just going to get on the bit here within a couple of lengths of him, and he's hard to beat. Big improver, Mazu today. Well, you, you can't do what he did the other day: drag back and pull, and then pull, and then they sprint home. Your your wheels are left spinning. Likewise with Lost and Running, he was just trialing too too well, uh, not to forgive that wide run first up. And Bellinipatina sets up well, uh, second up. Um, I think these inside draws are gold here. Two, three, one, and nine. Yeah, that's the key, isn't it? We think about it, and we can half justify the fact that he's an even money favourite here. Because if he had drawn, I don't know, eight, nine, or something, all of a sudden you think, well, he's going to go back to last here, circle the field, give away a fitness advantage. Can he do that? But as it is, he won't have to. So he does still give away a fitness advantage to his rivals, whoever, uh, as Duff touched on his trials, have been outstanding this time back. And the best are still ahead of him, which is a pretty scary thought. Mazu, he's the huge improver here. He was okay there first up in the shorts. Uh, just had to get a long way out of his ground. His sectionals home were fine. 1,200 metres, second up kind of gate. He'll jump out of the ground. Nine, Bella Nipotina. Uh, she's another one that will be closing. And ten, Zapateo. Don't be qu- too quick to sack her. Uh, $6, she's found a spot there in the market. But the depth through that first up run behind Sunshine strong, in Paris it? and Espiona does read well. And she... Uh, little cherry there is just how well she maps. She just jumps straight on the, the back of the leaders and gets a chance from there with James McDonald. Two, three, nine and ten. Darren, think about it. Number two on top to beat nine, six, ten for what it's worth. I, I'm with him too. I mean, he, I think he's just a cut above. I think he could be different gravy, this horse. I'm really excited to see him resume today, guys. Um, exciting premier stakes. Now the tab Epsom. What a field, Hurls. Um, and a wide market, as you'd expect, for an Epsom. Yeah, it's an absolute beauty, isn't it? Now, Pericles has come out, as has Duke de Cessa, Waterford, and Alentia. Uh, we've got Pericles, zero, one cent to win, Duke de Cessa, Waterford, five by five, and Alentia, two by one. All right, so we go up the top to my Oberon, $23. The inevitable, $8. It was as short as seven fifty yesterday, $15 was first bet, so it's been a good move. Going global, 26 13 Converge, Golden Mile 19, 51 Kerwin's Lane. Open your heart now, the favourite. 750, bottomed out 550 this morning, it's now $6. Diamil 81, $8. Kovalika, been very well supported. The money started arriving on Wednesday afternoon, pretty much as soon as we went up, $15. $8 Nugget, pounding 950, $26, if you can believe we bet about it. And Communist, 51, 21 now. Madame Pomery, 31. Democracy Manifest, 11. Redonair, 11. 34, Barbie Fox. Williamsburg, 51. And Political Debate, $126. All right, investment-wise, since the market opened, uh, narrowly hope in your heart in front of the inevitable, Kovalika, and then Democracy Manifest. And that money for Democracy Manifest, yep, it's continued this morning. Excellent betting race. Certainly is, and it's a tricky race to map with any confidence. Who leads here? Uh, where's the intent? I don't know. Can't Golden, find it. That's right. Golden Mile, yeah, has to come across, but 1,600 metres might be just stretching him a touch. I don't think they'd want to burn him in the early stages. Going global, led last start, but 
I think they'd be happy to take a trail there. Converge, he really needs a dig if they're going to get him forward, but he might just land there by default with not a lot of intent. Drawn underneath, Rodina and Williamsburg both hold spots. And the other horse that I'm dreaming up a scenario that can go forward is Pounding. Uh, and that might be uh, further supported by the fact that there has been some money around, but now third up, 1,600 metres, has raced closer in the past. So, uh, long story short, I don't know. It's a yeah. mystery. Puzzle. It's, it's a mystery. Um, even Communist, she's a pretty fit horse now, well-weighted. He could get a dig. I don't know. I don't know if there's any intent for anyone to lead here. So Democracy Manifest will take it up. Oh. Where this is going. Oh. <laughs> Chris would have a coronary. <laughs> uh, it's a two-bet race for me. Um, hope in your heart and pounding are the two bets. You just know what you're going to get with hope in your heart. Is a very brave performance. She was terrific in the Doncaster last year. I'll leave the programming to Kerry. He's happy to run a second up with blinkers with a trial. So, yep, I'll cop that. I'm terrified of pounding. I've backed him. I just you know, the stables just big time performers. Uh, they'll have him ready. Lovely horse. He's got the form round Mr. Brightside, which could well be as good as our two form lines going into this race. Yeah. And Nuggets the other one. That's just been a plan all along to give him his run first up and then keep him mad fresh for his um, his good second up form. And uh, just that three weeks in a trial since the Theo Marks is excellent. And he was great first up. So, a lot to like about him bar the mapping situation um, with a nugget here. I'm 8 and 12, backing him both. It'll beat 15 and 11. I'm going to throw a few more Sorry, I, I left Madame Pomery. I should have commented on her. I, yep. thought, I thought she was the best long shot. Mm. She's the forgotten horse here. She is. She was tied to the hip with Pericles. Yep. Then had the flat second up run, and she probably should have beat Pericles, and that was when he was a $6 favourite before scratching. And all of a sudden, she's going to be 40 to 1 here because of a barrier. Yep. Yep, she was $7 in that fair mark. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. 51.5 kilos on her back. The inevitable for me, uh, the Tasmanian, I think he can win the Epsom. So he's an eight-year-old, but... There is an argument to be made that he's never raced better. His return was sensational in the Theo Marks. Uh, his sectionals were <coughs> sizzling home, uh, and he was impressive to the eye. And he's running the All-Star Mile at the back end of the last campaign at Wait for Age behind Mr. Brightside. Surely that reads well for this. Eight, hope in your heart. She's going to be the constant across everybody's numbers, and she'll be a popular winner if she does happen to lob. Ultra consistent. She was just as impressive first up. No, she's well found and rightly so. Kovalika, you've got to use your imagination to some extent to find him, but he was okay there first up when a big drifter in the Theo Mark got a long way back. He was working home uh, through the line, doing his best work late, as you'd expect, given he's not really a 1,300-metre horse. Four-year-olds have a notoriously fantastic record here uh, in the Epsom, and Democracy manifests. Uh, brings that different form through the Cameron. He was dominant there, 51 kilos on his back, well, 51.5 kilos on his back, drawn barrier one. If he sees Dale at the right time, He'll make his presence felt. 3, 8, 10, and 16. Fascinating race. Darren is with hope in your heart. 8, 3, 1, and 17. I'm not surprised you're tipping her, Duff. It was like an interrogation when Kerry Parker was on earlier. Brad, you should have heard Duff. He was, <laughs> you wanted to know everything, didn't you? Well, it's just, you know, it's a tough race to win second up. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. no, I understand. Uh, the Metropolitan. Andrew Hurley's got the market. We've got an odds-on favourite in it, Hurls. I don't recall an odds-on favourite in the Metropolitan. Possibly wrong, but I certainly don't recall one at a dollar eighty. Knight's order and Hosier come out zero deductions. Future history four by four. We've got Navajo Peak. It's fifty one dollars, twenty one dollars for Cleveland. Major Bill fifteen thirty four. Boards Dargent. Manzois forty one thirty one. Spirit Ridge. Ho Ho Khan thirty four twenty three. Colourpore. 
Torrens, 51. Benno, $11, now into 8.50. Uh, 31 for military mission, just fine. $2 Wednesday, 175 now $1.80 this morning. Alabier, 9.50. Mr. Waterville, well, they've kept chipping away at it. $15 Wednesday, now 8.50 in Wineglass Bay, $61. I don't want to go near this race this morning in terms of single bets. It's more about multis. I mean, just sort of locking it in at a dollar eighty. But yeah, no surprise. Just fine in front, of Mr. Waterville. I noticed this morning. Uh, well, actually, it was last night. We started to write a few bets for Hoho Khan at thirty-four dollars. Geez, I can remember some short price favourites in this room. One was Saintly got beat. Right. Uh, there was a couple others. I think the last even money favourite to win this race, and you might remember him, was a good horse. A horse called Natsuki. And he Ooh, bolted in. He was second a in lovely the Melbourne horse. Cup. <clears throat> and then he went second in the Melbourne mm. Cup. But there's been a few good ones beaten at a short price, and uh, I think that may just push him out a little bit late here. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I don't disagree, yeah. We, we already know that Tab are holding an absolute stack on him. Yeah. Go, Hells. Was, um, was that behind Empire Rose, Natsuki? I think it might have been Jack Denham. He was one of the first imports into Australia, and he had this big aura about him. Right. And he, he, he was a terrific horse, but... Geez, that was the, sure it was some, behind uh, Good horses beat at short prices in this race. Mm. Yeah, it could well have been. Well, I mean, group group ones aren't easy to win, Brad. So, so Hills are showing off there with his memory. Oh, he's too good. <laughs> he's too good. Call, you could call this one, Hills. He's on fire. Yeah, speed here. Well, a few key scratchings this morning. So originally when you did this map, you thought this is going to be a high-pressure 2,400-metre race and it's going to be a test of stamina. So if there were any chinks in his armour at the end of 2,400 metres, we were going to find out. However, Knight's Order comes out, Hosier comes out, and Future History comes out. So you've still got Spirit Ridge, Major Beal, a couple of stablemates there, military mission. So maybe it won't be the test of stamina that we were first thinking, Duff. Advantage just fine there Mm. because he was... uh, those horses were a chance of coming across future history and Hosier and Knight's Order would have been there as well. So that helps just fine. He's got to be top pick. Mr Waterville, like him a lot on a backup. He's a real stayer. He's probably disadvantaged with that real mid-race pressure coming out. He's just trying, probably you could just see him trying to qualify himself with the clauses for the Melbourne Cup here. He gets to finish in the first five or something to tick off a box. Okay. And I think he can at least do that. Benno's flying gets the right run, and Cleveland with blinkers on. They're going more forward with him. I don't know how much forward, uh, further forward, but that's uh, that's been intent from connections there, and that's already been exposed. 14, 17, uh, 12, and 3. Same top three for me. 14, 17, 12, and 7. 14, just fine. He picks himself. He's smashing the clock. He's doing it on the eye. He's been dominant. Uh, he'll make his own luck and prove hard to chase down. Mr. Waterville, I 100% agree. I was thinking that he did have his chance in terms of beating just fine with all this pressure in the mm. race and it was going to turn into a staying test late and he could just simply outgrind them at the finish. Maybe now less so, uh, given it, it could be a, a bit more of a dash that last little bit. Benno, he'll run well. His form ties in neatly to just fine and he looks well placed out to 2,400 metres from the low gate. And don't forget about Manzois just yet. Uh, this has been a target for him all along. Uh, I do concede he didn't do a lot there last start, but I think that was just a flat run after an impressive first up return. So, yeah, he'll run a race at $41. 14, 17, 12 and 7. Let's see what Darren's come up with in the Metropolitan at Group 1 level. 14 is his selection. Just fine to beat 17, 12 and 15. We arrive at the last on Epsom Day Hurls, race 10, and you've got the market.
Yeah, and the favourite remains Kaboo at $2.60. Just go through these scratchings and deductions specifically. Uh, Shelby 66 5x6, extremely lucky. Barossa Rossa, uh, Cote, Stero, Munitions, zero. So uh, not knocked around too much by deductions. $34 for Lassafile. Recommendation $5.17, much, much better. Rubamos, 23. 21 nights choice. Kaboo, 260, went up 350 Wednesday. Wadigo, $11. Frumos, 34. Pizarro, 13. Opened up at 26 for it. Dynamic Impact, 51. 26 Fearson. And we go down to Airman, uh, $4.60. Cannot believe that we are still betting 460 for it. It's uh, been the most popular runner today. Oh, you're keen on it, Dust, but for what it's worth, <laughs> 460, I reckon's a gift. There you go, you've got to carry hurls oh, as well, Dust. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, every book in the world, I'll come back. <laughs> All aboard. <laughs> <laughs> You've been deflated, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> He's changing his best bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> speed, good speed here. Kaboo, much, much better. Recommendation, then you've got Fearson punching up. Uh, Watergo, albeit back in journey, but has got enough tactical speed to at least hold a spot. So five genuine go-forward horses there, Duff. He's got a good one to beat in Kaboo, uh, but my gamble is that, and I was ha- happy to hear Adrian say, you know, the only little question mark is staying at 1,200 because they're thinking Silver Eagle, mm-hmm. Golden Gold Eagle. Yes, yes, yes. So slowly, slowly, the run he's got to have, he's still good enough and he's got racing style. That, that helps a lot. Uh, but Eamon looked okay at, uh, at Rose Hill, but I think it's better than okay considering... That, that track and distance, nearly impossible to make ground. The, the leader had a picnic. She sprinted for home, run to script, and he was excellent. And he can only improve. 53 kilos, late in the day here. Sweepers come into play. Bye-bye, um, hopefully. Kaboo's the one to beat. Um, the Dark Horse's recommendation, who's a very, very well-performed four-year-old in the right stable, um, did run good time, the fastest of the 1200s at Mooney Valley last time. And much, much better. What you see is what you get. He's a good tough nut that just keeps chipping away up near the lead. Uh, like, I, I think he is the gamble of the day. Airman, 18, 8, 2 and 3. I'm with 8 Kaboo here. Just thinking that his class will still get him home. Uh, you look at his first up win, and it was only a narrow margin, but he tagged the field up. Uh, he was there to be beaten. Garza Blanca looked short to run past him, yet there he was uh, sticking in for the fight. So... His record's great, seven starts, four wins, that speaks for itself. He's a horse going places, and I don't think we'll get too many more opportunities to back him in benchmark company. So that's my read on him. Airman is, of course, the danger. He's going to be charging late. Uh, Speed looks to suit here on paper. He'll get last shot. Two recommendation, how much petrol will he have to burn from the wide gate? Uh, You'll know your fate early with him, but he's a naturally fast horse and justified being sent around as an odds-on favourite at Mooney Valley last time out. And if there's a little quaddy knockout here, I think it's Rubamos. I like the the way he's trialled. That suggests that he's come back well, and I think that soft gate, no work, last look, and if he gets the brakes at the right time, don't be surprised to see him bursting through the pack and making his presence felt there at $23. 8, 18, 2 and 4. He is on top for Darren, 18, uh, airman to beat 8, 2, and six, and he's your best stuff. We'll inflate you now. Yep, uh, let's hope so. I think uh, long wait. Hopefully we've got a lead coming mm. into it, and we can just blast. let it ride. Just blast ahead. <laughs> How good, Brad. What have you got for Hopefully us? Hopefully we can bookend, I guess, yeah. for the punters out there, because I'll know my fate early. So That's I've right. made best value. Race one, number 11, Whiskey Wisdom. Uh, it's my best result across the meeting. Best bet, I went with Tom Kitten. Uh, there's a lot of favourites today, and I thought he was probably the pick of them. But wait, 
keep the powder dry, you'll get better than the current price. Yeah, you think they might take him on a little bit? I don't think they'll take him on. I just, just think one of the percentages come down, he'll yeah. naturally get out to his right price, which I think is more around $2.50, $2.60. I think the two value runners are the booty pair, personally. Uh, Molly Nickers and Pounding. Um, hopefully they get out to a bit better price. But Beautiful. For, yeah. Uh, we'll hear you on Sky Thoroughbred Central later, mate. Yep, look forward day. to it. Uh, it looks like you've got a nice sunny day behind uh, you there, and beautiful. Bradley will be up and about. Yep. It'll be get, get the deck chair out between races. Uh, yeah. I'll just yeah. go on the tan. I'll go and lock myself away in the bunker there and <laughs> have a great day. Why don't you go to the front of house today? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you try doing that ten times yeah, a day. I know. What, <laughs> what about for the main races? Just uh, get yeah, the duff yeah, out yeah, the front yeah. there. Come I'll on. If the weather's uh, fine, I'll be out yeah, there okay. enjoying it. I've learnt, I've learnt from the best as well, Duff. <laughs> oh, you don't bunk, on a Wednesday. You bunker down <laughs> no, as well, you, you there. You've got to have 10 years service when you do that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you, get, <laughs> you get room service in there? Do they bring a, no, a bit of grouse they, in? No, they bring you nothing Nothing? In oh, gee, well, that's a Well, Bex here today. She'll bring us one. <laughs> oh, beautiful. What, what's on your agenda today, Brad Gray? Uh, we'll go home and we'll hopefully back a few winners throughout the day. That sounds like a pretty good plan to me. Doesn't it what? Yeah. Mm. Have a good day, boys. No, nothing like the lounge room.